Hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of Added Time, a Games and Grouch Studio podcast with me, your host, Steve Watkins. And this week I'm joined by the host of the Clubhouse, the host of the Games and Grouch podcast, Mr. Sonny Garner. Sonny, hello. I'm good, right. thank you very much, mate. Yeah, it's good to, good to be back on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure as always. Uh, it's... The last time you were on, I looked the uh, looked earlier. It was uh, the beginning of September. Okay, and that's flown by. Uh, I can't believe how uh, quick that's gone by. Yeah, that has flown by because it was one of the, your one of the first episodes that you did, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was about episode six. So yeah, it's been another twenty glorious episodes since then. There we go. But yeah, it's been um, yeah, it has, it has flown by. But I just want to say you're doing a, a bang up job with the podcast. I think it's going from strength to strength every episode i think it's uh you know become one of the one of the you know football podcasts to to up to to look out for thank you thank you very much i appreciate it it's uh yeah i'm gonna keep doing it um i mean i Good. would you know it's it's typical that i've chose this season of all seasons to do it uh when we're garbage but there we go it is what it is and it may end up being that it's a championship podcast next season um i need to brush up my championship knowledge oh yeah it'll be exciting we'll be 15th in the league but three points off the playoffs it'll be wonderful yeah yeah. Uh, it's it's (laughs) the championships just just absolutely nuts like since michael michael carrick took over at middlesbrough a few weeks ago and they were i don't know near the bottom they're now like in the playoffs yeah it's crazy (laughs) it's a mad league it's mad you can be you can lose 12 games in that league and still be top Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's nuts, it, honestly. It really is. Yeah, and it's good fun as well. You, you had a season ticket with me when we were in the championship, and it's uh, yeah, it's a good laugh. It is a good yeah. laugh, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think you think the officiating in the Premier League's bad? Watch the championship. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's even worse. It's absolutely shocking. But anyway, we uh, we digress a little bit. Uh, so it's interesting, really. I listen back to the episode that we did and a lot of what we were saying now then still sort of holds now yeah very much Leicester rubbish uh United doing well but a lot's changed at United I would say even though you you were doing doing well at that time when when you did record uh, you just beat Leicester that was that was the reason really for you being on um and obviously at the weekend the Manchester derby, which United won 2-1. Yeah. I didn't get to watch the match. I was uh, en route to, to Nottingham. Um, so talk to us about the game. How how did it go? Was it a deserved win? Because I've, I've, I'll be honest, after, after Saturday, it's taken me a while to want to even be interested in football again. So I've not seen sure. any highlights or anything like that from, from any of the other games. Last night's game... Man City Tottenham, which was a, a banging game, uh, was the first football I've watched since since Saturday. To be fair, so talk us through the Manchester derby from the weekend. I mean, firstly, it was a, a completely different game to the one you know earlier running the season at the Etihad. A completely mm-hmm. different, you know. I think United in that first game were naive, and City just tore them apart. They really did. They just took us apart. But in this game, you know, it's. City had a lot of the ball, as they always do, but it's what they do with it that really counts. And I think that showed really a lot yesterday in their game against Spurs in the first half. But um, 
I think the the biggest difference now is that United are a lot more balanced. They're a lot more disciplined, and it showed, you know, clear as day in the game at the weekend. Because no no matter what City tried, we had an answer for. They didn't have a shot on target until they scored. Yeah, when when Grealish scored the header, and it you know it took for them to bring him off the bench, uh, and a, a very good De Bruyne across. To, to actually get past us. But we were... Well, when they when they scored, I thought, okay, uh, you know, it's only 1-0. We can still get back into this. And, and we did, and we were just... You know, the, I always feel now with United that there's always a way back into the game for us. Whereas, yeah. you know, last season or the season before, you think, right, we're going to get battered now. We may as well not even watch the rest of this. Mm. But I always feel now there's a way back and you know it, it showed the resiliency, and I think it showed how far that the, the the squad has come under Ten Hag that we did get back into that game. We didn't, you know, show any fear because you know Man City are arguably the best club team in the world at the minute. Yeah, you know, and it, it'd be easy to sort of just roll over, much like Spurs did last night. Um. But United didn't. They just they kept going. They kept they stuck at the game plan. Uh, they didn't try anything, you know, dangerous or that, that was going to sort of put them in any danger of, of getting a wallop in. They mm. they were patient. They you know went through the motions and the, and the goals came. And you know, <laughs> there's been a lot of debate about the first goal. But look, I've seen a lot of goals retweeted over the internet these last few days uh, (laughs) giving examples of decisions that have gone other teams way and to be honest i couldn't care less it it counted and it was a good finish and we we deserve to win I, i do i feel like we deserve to win yeah yeah i think as well there's i mean there's two uh for me there's two big differences between the United that were walloped by City at the start of the season and the United that are currently playing at the minute. Yeah. That is the first one is Casemiro. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's he's just unbelievable, isn't he? he a lot is of the, at the time yeah. at the time when he uh, he hadn't signed when you were last on uh, and he, he came a couple of weeks afterwards. Um oh we know he had signed because and he just yeah. made his debut against Leicester. Uh, apologies. So, you know, you didn't, we hadn't seen anything of him. Uh, really, other than what we knew from his Real Madrid days, but what what difference has he made to United? Other than you know, I know that's an obvious question, but you know, he he was there was a lot of talk about his price tag and his age and all of that, but he's exactly what United needed, wasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. What he's brought more than anything is a bit of calmness there that we didn't have before, because yeah. you know, before we we would have either. Fred or Scott McTominay playing that central defensive midfielder role and that neither are disciplined enough. Both of them want to want to go forward. Both of them yeah. want to get on the attack and that left us incredibly vulnerable. It left so much space in behind that, you know, it, with that that's why we were just conceding so many goals. But with Casemiro, you know, he doesn't stray too far forward. His reading of the game is absolutely unbelievable. Like yeah. he's just there. He's he's always there. And it, yeah. it's he really is just such an incredible player. I mean, he's only 30 years old. 
yeah, we paid a lot of money for him, but in the long run, it's going to be so worth it, especially when you see, I mean, what, we paid, what, 50 million for him. And he's going to be on a lot of money, I'm sure. But, you know, he wanted to come to us, you know, even yeah. after we got walloped by Brentford. You see the stories of him texting mm-hmm. his agent saying, look, tell them I'll fix this. And he has. Yeah. And, you know, you see the way he celebrates with the fans and with the other players. That isn't somebody who's just there for the money. And I, I read something just a couple of days back that said that Casemiro was, you know, the most happy and content that he's ever been in his career right now. And this is only his first season at the club. So I think that not only uh, that's it's a credit to himself, but I also th- I think that's a credit to the manager as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, Ten, Ten Hag has come in and made a huge difference. I mean, we've we've uh, we've heard the stories from uh, your not so favourite person in that interview that he did. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and then I listened to. Uh, a podcast last night with Jesse Lingard on, and he was pretty much saying the same, but not to the same, not to the same uh, sort of shock value as Ronaldo. But he was saying similar sort of things. But it's it's interesting. He he wasn't criticizing Ten Hag uh, Lingard. He was more because uh, he was pretty much gone by the time uh, he came in. Yeah, uh, it was more around the stuff that you know the the club have stood still in terms of training facilities and off the pitch stuff and all of that, which is no secret. You know, uh, it's it's no. you know saying that is a kind of a yeah. Well, we know that that's you know you sound like a yeah. broken record, but you know <laughs> what a difference um, what a difference Ten Hag has made. And this is where I'm going to let you rant now uh, if you want to. And the difference now that Ronaldo is no longer a United player. So we all know, we all know the history behind it. I've talked about it, you know, to death on this podcast, the interview, you know, just before the world cup, you know, so he's so like a coward. He didn't have to go back to Carrington and face the players, Uh uh, was dumped out of the world cup. And then his, his arch rival then goes and wins the world cup. Um, Ronaldo is, is is out there saying that he's still good enough to play at the top level and then goes and signs for a Saudi Arabian team. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with you the night that it was officially announced. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of alcohol had been drunk, <laughs> but you were raging. You were absolutely raging. Um, what about what was it about the whole Ronaldo thing that had got you and many others as well so sort of annoyed and frustrated and angry? It's it was you know obviously the guy is a and has always been a, a tremendous footballer, but he's somebody yeah. who seemingly can't accept the fact that he's 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 now a, a 30, 37, 38 year old man who is coming to the end of his career. You know, he was still very much under the belief that, you know, he's the best footballer in in the world. Hmm. And the arrogance of the... I mean, it was very evident even before the interview that there was issues with him because, Correct, yeah. uh, you know, you hear stories about, you know, him having a bit of a negative influence uh, on, the, on some of the younger players. Like, yep, they respect him and all that sort of stuff. And it's great that they're getting to train and play with him. But also he's, you know, he, he do, if he doesn't get his own way, he's not an easy person to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, this was a you know a, a relatively young United side that he was very much the elder statesman of. And you could tell, I mean, obviously he missed all that preseason and Martial, Sancho and Rashford were were purring mm-hmm. and looked like a very well-oiled, well-drilled machine that would be sort of everyone's preferred strike force going into the season. And, you know, when he would play, his shoulders would be slumped. You know, there was that game in the Europa League where I've never seen somebody miss so many shots in a United shirt. So many chances. He was just never scoring, yeah. no matter how many minutes were played he was just never scoring and his attitude was just starting to take a turn you you know you heard all the rumors of him wanting away and i, I don't think even in the summer you, you know united fans would have been bothered if he'd have gone <clears throat> no before the summer transfer window ended i mean so then it went you know when he went and did the interview it was just the arrogance you know what go at the ownership of the club that's fine you know we know that the club's been run poorly there's no there's no united fan you know, that you would speak to that would tell you that they, they think the club is is ran in a sufficient way. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, we have bought a lot of players. We have spent a lot of money, but it's not been spent in the right way. We've not had the right mm-hmm. people, you know, involved in the hierarchy. We we just haven't. We've not had football people there. It's taken for, for Ralph Ranick to come in and slate everybody. Yeah. And rightly. Um, and then for Ten Hag to come in and really steady the ship after that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for him to go at the, the ownership of the club, I haven't got an issue with that. That's fine. But you, the, the one thing that got, got me more than anything is when he went at the manager. And he went at, you know, oh, you know, he started throwing around words like respect and the manager doesn't respect me. So because of that, I don't respect him and all that sort of stuff. And the manager's been nothing but respectful to him. He covered for him during preseason. He, you know, didn't, you know, make a big hairy deal out of it when the noise of him wanting to go was was there. And he was very respectful and covered for Ronaldo during that whole situation. Came back in, he capped in the side. He played him pretty much every game as the focal point of his attack. That, to me, isn't somebody being disrespectful to you. No, no. That's somebody the furthest from disrespectful for you Mm. to lead uh, an on-the-day losing Manchester United side out as the captain when we lost to Villa. Yes. And obviously that was the last sort of straw for him in a United shirt. Then he, he got injured or whatever and... Yeah, when he did the interview, but it was the fact that he went at the manager and he was, it just felt like such an arrogant thing to do. It just, he felt like a, a very disrespectful thing to do um, for somebody who preaches about respect. And, you know, he wanted to play at the top level. Piers Morgan even said to him, you know, <laughs> you know, you could, you know, if you wanted to just go fade away into the background and go and earn money, you could go and play for, you know, a Saudi Arabian team or whatever, even quipped about it. I mean, I was like, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the exact opposite of that has happened. He wanted to play Champions League football. So he was, you know, he was trying to push for a move in the summer to play Champions League football. Nobody wanted him, even though he says otherwise, which is obviously a lie. And then for him to then go and sign to play in Saudi Arabia for crazy, crazy money, and a house and a change of the law so that he can live with his girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> no, no. It's uh I think that 
shows where he's at in his career. And I think the World Cup showed where he was at in his career as well because he played up in the World Cup, he acted up, got dropped. That lad came in, scored a hat-trick and was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You know, while Ronaldo sat there sulking, trying to claim a goal that wasn't his and living oh, off God, the fact yeah. that he scored one penalty in the World Cup while his counterpart, you know, the person who is considered to be the best player in the world alongside him, is going about his business, scoring, assisting, playing absolutely phenomenal, looking like uh, a real class act and eventually lifting the World Cup. And then going back to PSG, who want to offer him a new contract and all this sort of stuff. Meanwhile, Ronaldo is in Saudi Arabia, uh, killing his career. Yeah, hundred percent. And and it's uh, I couldn't put it better myself. Really, uh, you, everything you've said is is I completely agree with. Um, you know, I've always I've always been uh, preferred Messi to Ronaldo. That's I make no secret of that. Um, but for me, the the goat debate was was ended over the winter during the World Cup. I think Cup. so. And Absolutely. I said I called him I called him the goat on this podcast. You did, you yeah. know. And I think when you know you you have a player of that stature that's played for your club, you know you are there is there is them sort of rose tinted glasses on in terms of what you think of them. Yeah, but in my opinion, oh, definitely, yeah. He's absolutely damaged his legacy at United. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, he's just another player who's played for the club now. Mm. He's not, you know, all the sort of um, hoo-ha surrounding Ronaldo. Oh, Ronaldo's so great. He's a god and all this blah, blah, blah. You know, that's all gone now. That 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 is completely gone, but it's all his own doing. And that, that that's it the is. biggest shame yeah. in all of this. Because, you know, he he's the one. It was the... You know, again, you know, slate the ownership of the club, but don't slate the manager. You've got to stand by the manager, and yeah, that that was that was what did it for me. The fact that he he slated the manager, and the fact that he was you know going on so much how he can still play at the top level and wanted to play Champions League football, and then went and signed. He's a mercenary. Oh, he's one hundred percent a mercenary. Um, selling, selling, uh, selling mystery boxes and Bitcoin or whatever else he's doing, and phone <laughs> contracts or whatever. He, the guy will yeah. do. The guy has got money, you know, coming from all over the place. Did he really need to go and sign that deal in Saudi Arabia? I'm sure he could have taken a pay cut and gone back to Sporting for what would have been, you know, a bit more of a heroic send off. Go back to the club that you started at, you know, yeah. give him a push in. A champ, the Champions League, give that club just one more bit of fight because you know Sporting aren't t- you know pulling up trees or anything. But imagine Ronaldo going back there and the lift that would have given them. Oh, it'd have been it'd have been yeah, it'd have been incredible. And you know, I even read that he was even offered to Eintracht Frankfurt, such was his mm. um, desire to ca- carry on playing in the Champions League. Yeah, but I guess ultimately the finances just aren't there and do you know what as you know and and just for a bit of balance as well when Messi was of clearly it was Messi's got to leave Barcelona because Barcelona are in financial trouble and yeah and they just can't you know he's on far too much money despite him offering to play for free he wasn't allowed to all of that's all the stuff that we know mm-hmm. I thought it was a real shame that 
finally, one of, if not the best players in the world has become available. And there was only two clubs in the whole world that, re- well, in Europe, sorry, that could could afford him. Yeah. Man City and PSG. Now, yeah. had Man City not two days earlier paid 100 million for Grealish, I believe Messi would be a Man City player now. So, effectively, he only had one club that he could go to. And I, and I, and I just think that they've earned their money. You know, why? Yeah. And, and if the, and, and see who will offer you. I mean, I understand going to PSG. It's it's almost guaranteed trophies and there's a project there, obviously, to win the Champions League. Same with City as well, to a degree. Uh, but I thought it was a shame that, like I say, only two clubs were ever in for Messi. And um, I think it, as well, it's a, it's a shame in some ways that because of the money that Ronaldo still demands, even at his age, um, meant that he couldn't go back to sporting or he couldn't go to like a Borussia Dortmund or somewhere like that, you know, you know, go and play in the German league. So, you know, because he's, he's played in pretty much every other um, of the, of the big, well, he's played in three of the, the big five, hasn't he? So um, yeah, it's, it's a shame really. And, and look, he's, I think any goals that he scores now shouldn't be classed on his official record. Um I mean, Messi. Messi's now scored as many club, uh, as many career goals as Ronaldo, and done it in eighty-eight less games. But no one's talking about that. Uh, it seems. <laughs> but I think that's probably you know Ronaldo's doing. He, you know, he likes to to take that big spotlight. You know, he wants to take yeah, any shine away from anyone that he can. It's like the night that the interview came out when Garnacho scored that great goal for us to for us to beat Fulham. Yeah. You know, to take us into you know. To, takes into that international break and on a night where it should have been about him and how great for him that is as a you know a big Ronaldo fan and he's not made any um secret you know secret that, about no. that no. for Ronaldo to then have that clip released of him and to do it with the lowest form of, of human being that you know you could possibly do it with in terms of an interviewer um yeah, and now oh, you know yeah. now Absolutely. now Piers Morgan's obviously calling him a trailblazer for going to Saudi Arabia and all this sort of stuff, and it's like, come on! Oh, it's it's uh, it's hilarious, uh, Piers Morgan. Some of the stuff that he's he's uh, he's coming out with. So, uh, MUFC Data Twitter account uh, have put Man United's form since Cristiano Ronaldo's famous interview with Piers Morgan: win, 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 draw. <laughs> to which yeah. to which Piers Morgan has replied and put since the interview Ronaldo signed the biggest transfer deal in sporting history is now the world's highest paid athlete and has scored twice and been man of the match in every club game he's played <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just embarrassing isn't it <laughs> it, it really it is. is embarrassing there's a little bit of tongue in cheek there from Piers Morgan but at the same time he probably fully believes it as well yeah yeah um I think Ronaldo's made him look an idiot myself, but um, Ronaldo's made himself yeah, look an absolutely. idiot at the same time. So, nah, yeah, definitely. it's it. You know, it's a shame it had to end the way that it did. Mm. Uh, but I, I think United are a, a better, a better club for it, and are, are going to be in a better place for it. And Ten Hag is better off without him, as is the whole club. Definitely, definitely. So, with that in mind, then United are currently. With them being better off without him, United are currently third. Yeah, point behind City, uh, and 
what's that, eight points behind Arsenal. Arsenal have a game in hand. You play them at the weekend. Uh-huh. Are United in a title race and can you win the league? No, I don't think so. And I don't think that's the aim this season either. Um, no, definitely I, not. You know, there's always a there's always a microscope on United for sure. But mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's between City and Arsenal. And I think if you ask any football fan, despite you know, regardless of who else is up there, you know, Newcastle are in there, and obviously we're in there. But you know, anyone you speak to will always be City, City, and Arsenal. It's between City and Arsenal who's going to win the league. Uh, no, I don't think we're in a title race. I think champion. If you know, if we could get Champions League and win, say the League Cup or the FA Cup this season, um, I think that would be incredible for us. But I think what is most important for United fans is seeing actual progression as a team, and we're we're seeing that every single game. We're actually seeing unity. We're seeing. Uh, a team with a clear direction and a clear plan and a manager that, you know, is supporting the players and dealing with every every situation, no matter how sticky it is, in the right way. And I think that is so important. Mm. Uh, so, no, I don't think we're in a title race. You know, <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, you speak to Arsenal fans now, they're like, no, we won't win the league. City will win the league. But, you know, deep down, you think we're in the title race here. But, no, I, I never... I've I've never thought that we are in the title race this season, and I think our form, you know, we we deserve to be where we are based on our form. Yeah, definitely. But um, no, I, um, in terms of being in the title race, no, I don't. I don't think so. I I do firmly believe Arsenal will win it, uh, but it's very difficult to count Man City out. I if if you know if you said to me at the beginning of this season we're still in you know we're still in the Europa League we're still in the FA Cup we're still in the Carabao Cup and we're in the Champions League places in the league and we're we're, we're looking really good I, I'd have snapped your hand off for it yeah definitely and I think you've got a great chance of winning the Carabao Cup as well mm-hmm. um, so now City City are out um, which no one really saw coming. Um, no. So yeah, I, I do think I do think United could win a trophy this season. I guess that leads me on to another question: Do, do you think City will win anything this season? Like you said that the, you know, obviously they're at the Carabao Cup, which has been their their trophy for they've dominated that trophy for five or six seasons. They're currently uh, you know quite a few points behind Arsenal. And Arsenal are looking are looking great. Um, not sure who they've got in the next round of the FA Cup, and then the Champions League—it's the, that's the trophy that they want. But whilst Real Madrid exists, <laughs> it's you know, a Man City ever going to win that trophy? So I mean, could we see a season where 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 City don't win anything? Uh, I mean, potentially, yeah. I, I think if they don't win the league, they won't win anything. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they take the FA Cup. I know they've won it in recent memory, obviously, but yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think they take the FA Cup seriously enough, especially with this sheer amount of games that are coming up. I think that will be the you know the last thing on Pep's mind. He'll want to mm. push as far as he can go in the Champions League because obviously that's the big one that he wants, and he of course he'll want to win the league again. So you know when, when push comes to shove. It's going to be the Champions League and the league that he goes for, and you'll see younger players perhaps play in the FA Cup, uh, which will 
probably come back to haunt them because you know the FA Cup is, is like. And mm. you know, they're not unbeatable as Southampton proved the other night. And that that city team that played against Southampton should beat Southampton. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and obviously they went they went two nil down last night as well. Yeah. Uh, just before half time. But I think everyone, whether it's because it was Spurs or whether it's just because it was City or it's a combination of the two, I think everyone had a feeling that the Man City is still going to win this game despite being 2-0 down, especially at yeah. home. Um, and you could tell from the first minute, that the, the first minute of the second half, you thought, yeah, Man City are going to win this. And, and yeah. within within eight or nine minutes, it was 2-2. And then, yeah, it was it was just game over then, really, for uh, for Spurs. Uh, they had, they had a couple more chances in the second half. Spurs did, but um, yeah, City were just dominant. I mean, Mares is on fire at the moment, playing Unreal. absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, as a as a Leicester fan, you know, we're we're not overly keen on how Mares left the club and uh, that is his antics to get out of the club, but. Yeah, what a player! The the, the oh. most technically gifted player I've seen play for Leicester by by a, by an absolute mile. His first touch is something else, and, every, and he's one of those players. It's a bit like Robin used to be, and I guess Anthony is like it to a degree now. And there's other players like it where you know he's going to cut inside on his left, but there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's, it's weird with players like that. Um, yeah. We used to say that about. Um... What's his name? Play for Tottenham, Aaron. Oh, Aaron Lennon. Yeah, Aaron Lennon. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> he used to do the same yeah. thing every single time, and you're like, yeah. Well, how how, how does he not know it's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I was watching. I watched the first half, and Tottenham didn't look great in the first half. City no. were a better team, um, but they just couldn't. You know, it was, they were just playing everything really slow. As soon as the the, the tempo was upped in the second half, I I put money on City at half time to win. Yeah. I only won a few quid, what, but what odds did you get? Six to one, just six to one. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's bigger than I thought it'd be. But then two nil is, yeah, two nil is two nil, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. But uh, and Harlan scored again. Uh, so his yeah. his uh, his goal drought lasted all of three hundred and odd summit minutes. Um, <laughs> goal so he scored drought. twenty. He, he's we're at the halfway point. So so City have played nineteen games now, like most teams. There's one or two on eighteen. Um, Harlan's now got twenty two in the first half of the season. Premier League goals. I think it's twenty nine in all comps. I might be a, bit a touch wrong on that one. Uh, so he's on course for forty four goals for the season, which would break. Yeah the Premier League record uh, for a 38-game season. Uh, he's won off last season's Golden Boot tally. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, recently he hasn't looked like his normal self and some people have even dared to say that City are better without Haaland. Well, I was just about to ask you this. Um, but I don't know about that myself. If they don't win anything this season... You know, obviously, yeah. typically City don't play with a big, you know, I think the last striker that they've had of that ilk would probably be Edin Dzeko. Yeah, I was I was going to say the same, yeah. And they don't usually play with that kind of striker. Now, I know that, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, you know, they had a striker and they'll dominate. Mm. But they've not, they've not had their best season this year. 
No, definitely not. And and I was I was listening to something the other night, and they were saying the the question was: Are our city better without Haaland? As stupid as it sounds, and actually, the city fan city fans were, were ringing in and and saying, "Well, no, why doesn't why doesn't Pep play to Haaland's strengths?" You know, well, yeah, there is that as well. You know, he's never gonna he's he, he's not a back to goal striker and. Um, you know, they just need to they need to play to his strengths a bit more and actually be a bit like, you know, there's nothing wrong with actually putting a little ball over the top when you've got Haaland that will be on the end of it. You know, the thing is, he's, he's no, rapid as oh, well. He's, he's so he's quick. So quick, so quick, no, so strong. He's like a, he's a freak of nature, really. But I, th- I think it, it was, it was mentioned last night as well that actually, you know, maybe I think Gary Neville said it, it sometimes it looks like Pep's a bit bored. And he just thinks, oh, do you know what tonight? I'll, I'll, I won't play Foden, Cancelo, De Bruyne. Um, let's see how these lot do. But actually, what they need, what you need, you know, who am I to sit here and criticise Pep when they've won the title three out of the last four seasons? But when a team wins the title, you can usually name that starting eleven. Sure, yeah. And maybe that's what they need to do. And maybe it's it's a case of look, keep keep the players in the team that are going to feed Haaland. Yeah. Because actually, I, th- I think actually City are worse off without De Bruyne. Because yes, he's just 100%. so much. And, and you know, the balls that he can put in, it does make a difference. And I get resting them yet. They're in a lot of competitions. They they go far in pretty much everything, you know, all, all competitions. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, maybe just stick to a, a, a starting eleven for a few games. And I think that, I think that's been the key to success for Arsenal this season. I think that's been the key to success for United as well because, yeah. you know, in previous years there's been a lot of chopping and changing with United. You never knew who's going to play at the back every week, and you never knew yeah. what the midfield was going to be, or even you know, you never knew what the starting eleven was going to be. But now it pretty much picks itself because, yeah. you know, yeah, I know we've had a few changes in recent weeks, but that's the tactical brain of the manager coming into play, playing Luke Shaw to deal with Haaland and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, otherwise, you know what that team's going to look like. Whereas you're right, with City, you don't know whether Grealish is going to play, whether Foden's going to play, or, you know, whether De Bruyne is going to play, if Bernardo Silva's going to be on, or Gundogan, or who, you know, it's it's yeah. bizarre. It really is bizarre. But you're right. I, I, think, I think it's probably a fair assessment that Pep, at times, does look a bit, bored with it. I think he wants to win the Champions League and I think he might be looking might look for another challenge. Yeah, I mean I, I, th- I we've seen it with Pep in the past. I mean he said he said before the the game at the weekend that he's got some ridiculous ideas that he might do and it's like you don't need to do anything ridiculous, you know. I, I mean I I remember um I think it was the 16-17 season he tried to do something different when we played them and we were three 0 up at half time. Yeah. Because Mares just, I, I think he played De Bruyne at left wing back and Mares just destroyed him. Yeah. Um, and we were three up because he, and, and when he was Bayern Munich manager, Bayern Munich played Barcelona in the champions league and he tried to do something that he thought would, that that's the tactic to stop Messi and Barca destroyed them. Absolutely destroyed them. Whereas actually, if you just say, if Pep was to go out and say, just go and play, do what you need to do, you know, just stay solid at the back, blah, 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 yeah. work through the thirds and all of that. 
they've probably gone and won those games fairly easily. So yeah, yeah, it, maybe he does get a bit bored, or maybe he just overthinks things. It's uh, I, I guess, but like I say, who am I to criticize him? He's he's a he is in many ways a, a tactical genius. He's, he's of course, you know, of course, he is. Yeah, yeah. Right. one of the be- but, one of the best to ever do it. So, but you know, it's easy to sit from the outside looking in. And you, you know, you obviously everyone's entitled to their opinion on it, mm. and everyone does. It's football at the end of the day, but you know, there, there's something. I, I think he, just, I think that's what it is. I think he wants to win the Champions League, and I think honestly, he would look for some, look for a, a new challenge. Hey, look, yeah. maybe go to Saudi Arabia. That's a, a hot up and coming <laughs> league. Go and win the, go and win the uh, the AFC Champions League or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> that must have been yeah, the Champions right. League Ronaldo was talking about. Obviously, the AFC Champions League. Not the yeah, AFC. yeah, the, the different one, not the uh, not the European. Uh, but yeah, that'll the, be the thing. They'll probably go and win it, and then you'll get social media will be plastered with, "Oh, he's the first player to win these two Champions Leagues." We're like, piss off! Like, seriously. Yeah, I know. See that um, that farce of a friendly that they had. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the game that Piers Morgan's referring to when he says that Ronaldo scored two and got man of the match. Right. That's Did the he actually score two? He scored two, yeah. One was a penalty, I think. Yeah, I saw the penalty, yeah. Um, yeah, he scored, he scored two. Um, Messi scored as well. And yeah, Bappe scored two. Um, yeah. Funny. Yeah, 5-4 it finished, didn't it? Yeah, 5-4. It sounded entertaining. <laughs> um, just, just on that game, did you see that the most expensive ticket there was 2 million quid? I did see that, yeah. Just for Ronaldo versus Messi. Yeah, in a friendly. It's it's crazy I mean, to it's, me. It's it's like it's like Ronaldo versus Messi's never happened before. You know, oh, they were yeah, in the same it. they were in the same league for about ten years. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, and it could very well be the last time it ever happens, but you know, on that yeah. stage, you know it's such yeah. a nothing thing, such a nothing event. Of course it is. Of course it is. You know, if it was Portugal versus Argentina in the World Cup final, then you know, right, okay. Oh, different, yeah. You paid two million, yeah, I get it, I understand it. But not for. I understand it. Al, which one has he gone? Al Halil is he gone or Al? Al Nassar, I think. Al Nassar, because uh, yeah. Al Halil is that the one that were after Messi or wanted Messi? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, well, the, well, the it, rival club have have been selling Messi shirts. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> just as a. Just funny. Funny. So halfway point of the season, give me a give me a school grade for United. Um, A plus, A plus, yeah, because I, uh, I think this is a, above and beyond expectations. Obviously, we came, you know, when Ten Hag came in and we lost them two first games, everyone was like, "This is yeah. this ain't going to work." But you know, since then we've been very steady, and uh, you know, we've only got better and better as time has go uh, as time has gone on during the course of the season. And yeah, I'm. I'm, as a United fan, I'm, I'm delighted to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I can only look on with with envy. Uh, I must must admit because, right, let's talk about Saturday. Um, <laughs> so I was at I was at Forest Leicester, as yeah. most of you will know. Um, to put it to put it bluntly, it was shite. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible from from minute one um i mean the pitch they aren't shocking. good either it's, it's worth and, and 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 that is and that is the most disappointing thing is that we were beat 2-0 by a team that aren't that good 
No, they're, they're not. They're, they're not that. Good. I'll say that now, and they'll beat us in the week. But um, they're not. They're not a good team. No, they're, they're not. not they're, a good, they're, they're a team of individual players. Yeah, they are. They are. But what what they have got is they've got um, a fairly organised defence um, and players that will run and run, which is what Leicester haven't got. You know, yeah. I, I've I said it last time you were on. Leicester players look unfit. There is a distinct lack of athleticism in that team. And and I can only put that down to the training and, and the amount of injuries that these players have now got. They're, they're not the players that they were. Um, no. Now, a few weeks ago, obviously, I was very much sort of, Brendan's got to go and all of this. The reality is, is um, we've not, we've signed one outfield player in three windows. Now it looks like we are going to be signing a left back, twenty year old. Uh from done, isn't it? He's, in, he's in the country now, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the country. Uh, I think he's he's having his medical now or has had it unless it's you know unless it's kind of happened while we're we're recording. But that's it's pretty much it's it's done and dusted. But it's a twenty year old left back which um you know I read good things about him but it's not it's not the answer. We need more than that. Um, I mean, what uh, is the answer though? That's the that's the big thing. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I watch Leicester with a with a keen eye myself, and I look at I look at that team, and I, I look at the I look at a lot of the players, and I'm just like, you're not good enough. Yeah, and and, and I think uh, I mean Rogers hinted at it in his press conference the other day when he said um, something along the lines of. So he was asked about the, the the players that are low on confidence at the moment because that's so evident to see. I mean, the two chances that Barnes had on Saturday, pre-World Cup, when we were on that nice run that we were on and we'd, uh-huh. we'd kept five or six clean sheets and we'd won and the only game we lost was against City, Barnes would have just put them away with ease. Uh, and he just looked so low on confidence. Luke Thomas, I feel sorry for him. You know, he... He hasn't done the uh, the traditional route that Leicester do with their up-and-coming players, where they send them out on loan to League One, send them out on loan to the Championship, and then see if they're good enough for the Premier League. Luke yeah. Thomas got thrown straight in because of injuries. You know, he, he's been thrown straight in. He, at one point, he was the only fit left back at the club. Um, he's not had that season-long loan like Harvey Barnes did or yeah. Dewsbury Hall. Um, so I do feel sorry for him and, and bringing a left back in is the right thing to do. Um, the, the answer to, to me, uh, and is it's investment and look, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and criticize the owners, uh, or King power because what they've done for, for the, for the city of Leicester, for the County of Leicestershire and, and, and everything else. And, you know, and, and, uh, I've said it before, if you take on, if a manager takes on the owner, there's only one winner uh, because the fans will turn on the manager. But I'm now beginning to see amongst Leicester fans a little bit of turning towards the ownership. The thing is, of, because they're very quiet. You know, you can only take so done. much, though. I mean, you know, I, you can. You, you can only take so much. And, you know, at the end of the day, they've taken you to the pinnacle. There's no two Absolutely, ways about yeah. that. You've, you know, you won the league, won the FA Cup, played in the Champions League. Absolutely unbelievable. 
But, you know, it, it stopped. Yeah. And it's just, this seems like there's, you know, you, you, you signed, um, you signed the centre back fast. Yeah, fast. Well, fast. And yeah. obviously you're signing this, um, the, this left back. Yeah. And yeah, the defence is a, is, is a bit of a shambles. But I, I think there's reinforcements needed across the park. There is, there is. It, it, uh, it, you, you're 100% right. I mean, we've clean sheets. He, he, at one point, he had the second most clean sheets in the league, but Danny Ward is not a number one goalkeeper. Of course he isn't. And um, there's so many other goalkeepers you could be you could be out there getting, I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I mean, I work with a couple of people that they support teams in the championship, and even they've said, I wouldn't be happy with us buying Danny Ward. Um, we just signed Jack Butland on loan. Surely you'd have him. Yeah, yeah. And and again, this is what I, I mean. Look, I, I don't know what you know finances. I've never run a football club. You know, the closest I've got to that is playing football manager. Sure. But you know, I, I, I look at certain players and I look at where certain players are going and players that aren't doing anything. I, I mean, I look at Jed Spence at, at, at Tottenham, who was unbelievable for Forest. Um. He's gone to Tottenham. Is clearly wasn't a Conte signing. Isn't getting a kick. We need fullbacks. Why aren't we trying to get him on loan? Yeah, you know I, I see Pablo Sarabia uh, being signed for five million for Wolves. Now it helps that Wolves have got a Spanish manager, but five million quid. Why it's aren't nothing. we going in for him? It's nothing in this day and age. Yeah, you know, and then it looks like we're going to get this Nico Gonzalez. And then Fiorentina are like, no, nah, nah, actually, he's not for sale. And and I actually, I'm beginning to think that some of these, we're linked with this player, we're linked with that player. I think it's bullshit. I think it's being leaked out of the club as a kind of a, to make it look like they're being active in the transfer window when actually they're not because we're getting mixed messages. On the one I mean, hand, the, we're being the told... The 20th of January now. Yeah, and we've not signed a player unless Christiansen's signed, but... Um, the thing is, I think you've got players that want away, and in my yeah, opinion, and this is uh, yeah, and and those yeah, players sorry, have got this, to go. Well, and that's it. So, so a few a few a few weeks ago, um, it, it came out that Rogers had told the board if players aren't willing to sign a new deal or ask him for more money, get rid of them. Right? Yeah. And then in the week, he was asked about players' confidence, which is where I was going with that. And he was told, and, and Rogers said, "Well, I think some of these players thought they'd be at bigger clubs this season." And and actually, I'd, I I know I know a few Leicester fans that are like, "Well, Rogers has got to go. That he's he's created a toxic atmosphere. Uh, he's been calling players out for the best part of twelve months, telling them that they're shit, that they've got to go, and all of this, and then he's stuck with them." Um. On the one, on one minute we're reading that we're linked with this winger, that defender, you know, this striker, and all of that, and then Rogers is coming out and saying, "I've got to work with the players I've got." So, have we got money? Have we not got money? Yeah. Um. So the the off the field stuff, I do have a degree of sympathy with Rogers because I think he's being, I, I actually think he's having the wall pulled over his eyes a little bit by the owners. There's no doubt that Rogers is a good manager. You know, he managed, you know, managed to Liverpool, almost took him to the league title, didn't hurt. Um yeah. you know, did well at Celtic, 
you know, most people can do well at Celtic. That's fine. But, you know, there's no doubt that he's a good manager. But I think there's just, you've not, you know, obviously, I mean, what's Vardy now? 37? 35. Okay. You need a new striker. Kelechi Inacho is not the answer to that conundrum. Not, but you're right. But the, the, That's probably uh, not the priority. Where, in, in, no, but, fair, where, but where Rogers, where Rogers is getting it wrong as well, and the, but this is where this is where what frustrates me so much about Rogers is that he's been moaning about as only having one recognised winger in Harvey Barnes. Okay. Yet he continues to play a system that requires two wingers. <laughs> you know, Ian Acho cannot be a lone striker. But play him in a two, like he did in the 2021 season, and Ian Achoji, top goal scorer. I think it's like, we're, this, we're... Is the, this is what frustrates me. Uh, and, you know, he clearly doesn't trust um, Soyun Chu because at the moment, with, with, the player, with the players that we've got that are showing any sort of form, or the players that are out of form, you've got to change the system. Mm. Now, for me, I would play two up top, but that would probably mean you'd have to play three centre-backs. He doesn't trust Vestergaard. Who would? And obviously something's gone on with Soyuncu. And Soyuncu isn't a bad defender because Atletico Madrid won him. Is that not sorted? Is that not done? Not yet, no. No. He's been offered a new deal. He's been offered a new deal by Leicester. So is Johnny right. Evans and so is Daniel Amati, which, which says to me that there won't be any money in the summer either. And that the cheapest option is to offer new deals to the players we've already got. See, and when's Madison out of contract? Uh, summer 24. So he's got 18 okay. months left. So he'll be gone in the summer, I think. I think there's no got... two ways about yeah. that. I don't, I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he's a Leicester player at the start of next season. We've got 17 players, first team players, or yeah, 17 first team players that are out of contract in the next 18 months eight of which are out of contract this summer. So Tillemans is going to go. I mean, is there any hint of him even going in the next 11 days? No, I don't think he'll go. The thing is, I don't think the will. I don't think he will go in this window. Um, the Tillemans one I find quite interesting because people have been talking about him going for the best part of two seasons now. Mm -hmm. And from what I've read and you know what people have said is Leicester have never officially had a bid from any club for Tillemans now the only club that looked like they were ever interested in him is Arsenal yeah they would wait until the summer to try and get him because you would because you can get him on yeah. free but then they're being heavily linked with Declan Rice yeah so they're not going to get both they're not going to buy both I don't think no, Rice would cost a fortune plus wages, and Tillemans, with him being a free contract, he could demand high wages as well. So where does where does that leave Tillemans? I mean, Newcastle if they get Champions League because well that's that's where I that, think Madison will go. Well, I I do as well. Um, I I think that's where he'll go as well. And and do you know what? Right now, you know when he was linked a few months ago, a few uh, in the summer, I was raging about it, but um. Right now, I'd 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 shake his hand and say good luck, and you know, 
go and enjoy the Champions League because they're a team on the up and we're a, we're a team on the down big time. It's And it's a real shame because, I mean, if you, you look at the, the Leicester team, you know, from top to bottom, and it's just a lot of players in there that, you know, are, you, are just not first team quality players. Like, I mean, no, you know, we're no. a, we're after uh, we're, we're um, you know, Alanga is uh, up for loan basically. I, I yeah. think he I think he'd be great on the right for Leicester. A right winger of any ilk would do right now. Uh, right. Just someone that could play on the right. And and the thing That's is, a- they could. They couldn't do any worse than what Harvey Barnes is doing right now. Oh, no. I think Alanga would be a good fit. I think even Fakundu Palistri would be a good fit at Leicester. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I thought that the other day when I saw his name was popping up all over the place. I thought, why aren't we? Because we're in a position at the minute where actually the, the clubs at the top end of the table would loan to us because we're not a threat. I mean, a couple of seasons ago, it was a different story. I mean, t- I mean two years ago... Two years ago today, Leicester were Leicester were top of the league after yeah. 19 games, albeit there was only a point gap. And I remember a couple of seasons ago, we tried to loan someone from Arsenal. Who was it? I can't remember now. Um, and they said no because they saw us as as uh, European European place rivals. Yeah. Now we could go to Arsenal and could we loan one of your players? And they'd probably go, yeah, if you want him. Yeah. But it's like no, um, I, I, I don't understand why we're not, you know, and, and that's the bit that that's the bit that frustrates me. And and the the club are making huge, huge, you know, they're they're gambling big time. We've borrowed money in the form of a loan from a, a, an Australian bank, uh, and the repayments are based on, and it literally says it in the official documentation based on Premier League earnings up to the 25-26 season. Now, the way things are going, the 25-26 season will be in the Championship. Because if we don't go down this season, we'll definitely go down next season. There's there's no two ways about it. And like you've said, you, you go through that, you go through that team, you know, Danny Ward, not good enough, I'm afraid. Um, Castagna, good player, not a right back, should be playing on the left, but he's on the decline. Daniel Lamar, Pereira? He's back in training, but he ruptured his Achilles. Now, okay. Pereira, not going to be the same player. Ruptured Achilles, no. ACL. In the last three, three seasons, he's had a ruptured Achilles, snapped ACL and a broken leg. He's not <laughs> going to be the same player. Daniel no. Lamarty, I've never seen a player so scared of a football in my life. <laughs> Honestly, it's like you've just passed him a bomb. He just looks frightened of it and he wants to just get rid of it. He doesn't care whether he gives it to a Leicester player or gives it to an opposition player or kicks it out for play. <laughs> um, Fass, I think, could be good. I think he's good, but he's he's come back from the World Cup lacking in confidence. Luke Thomas, I've talked about him. Harvey Barnes, a good player, but severely lacking confidence, but does not have a football brain. Okay. Just whether that's down to him or whether that's down to his instructions, and Diddy, I do not know what's happened to the guy. He he was for me one of the best defensive midfielders in your outside the top six and in Europe. I don't think but you're again, alone there, to not, be honest with that. Lots of injuries, 
lots of injuries. Um, Mendy, I like Mendy, but he's he's never going to be one that will set the world on fire. Um, you know, we've still got Mark Albrighton, puts a shift in, but he's not a Premier League player anymore. He's not, no. I mean, we played Newcastle in the Cup and he had to play at right back. And, and when that, that goal that I think Joel Linton scored, it looked like he was running through mud. <laughs> it was... Yeah, you know, I mean, Vardy's, Vardy's getting on. Ian Acho can't play up front on his own. Dakar is severely lacking confidence. Perez, he's actually done all right since the since the restart after the World Cup, but it looks like he's going out on loan. So, you know, Johnny Evans, too injury prone. Soyuncu can't get a game. It's um, it's very worrying, uh, and we're, we're two points above the we're two points off bottom of the league. Uh, I do think a change of manager will help. It's got to that point now with with even some of your most ardent sort of Rogers in, you know, I don't want Sean Dyche. Even some of those are sort of going, do you know what? We need a manager that's going to put a rocket up these players' arses. Hmm. Because there's just a severe lack of effort. And Saturday, you know, the, the players came over. Well, I say they came over. They stood on the edge of the 18-yard box, applauded the Leicester fans, and myself included, they were told to fuck off. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I, I've 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 been to a lot of away games and I've been to a lot of shit football, and I've not seen a fan base. Whether it's because we were playing them, I don't know. Um, but I it's mean, always a bit more head up when it's your rivals. But still, well, it is. Yeah. Well, no, we're not their rivals. They only hate Derby. Remember? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they only hate Derby. They, I mean, they didn't stop singing about us all game, but. They only hate Derby. Um, that's why they were chucking coins at us. So decent, yeah, yeah, wankers. Um, <laughs> it's it's. Um, I hate to be so negative, and uh, yeah, but I, I look at our runner games, and but then it'd be typically Leicester to go and win the next four. Yeah, and I, I, I know you know. It's it's very difficult to be positive when yeah, it, it, it feels like every single week that you know that it's just a shitstorm, you mm. know. It is, um, and it's very difficult to be positive when there's no recruitment, which is much needed. Yeah, and it's very it's very easy to be negative when the manager is incredibly negative. <laughs> yeah, as well. So you know you've every right. To be to be negative as a fan towards the players, the manager, and even the ownership. If they're not, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, it's it's ever since um, the the crash. Yeah, it's 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 um, yeah since since Vichai passed away, um, and look, COVID COVID hit King Power hard because. They're course, a yeah. duty. They're a duty-free business, and no one was traveling. No, um, they're the the. I think I, I don't think it's King Power's value. I think it's uh, the family's. Uh, I cannot say their surname. The 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 fam the family's uh, net worth. They've lost three billion in the last four years. Um, I mean, it, there's no doubt that you know time, times are tough. Yeah. No. You know, I think you know Vichai had more of an interest in the club than the rest of the family. I think, I think, um, yeah, I think. Well, I, I think top 
did. I think it's just he's very young. I mean, he's younger than us. Yeah. Um, you know, and he runs he runs a a football team that is allegedly the the seventeenth most um, uh, profitable or whatever it is. Our, our turn. We were like the seventh richest, seventeenth richest club in Europe or something. You right. know, so he's he's not. It's not like he's he's running. You know, Hinkley United or something like that. It's um, you know he, he's running a, a sizable business, and King Power have got their their fingers in a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the horse racing and polo and all sorts of of stuff. And look, they use they use the Maguire money to to do the training, the Maguire and the Chilwell money to do the training ground, which is fantastic. Um, and they are looking for, to do this stadium expansion, which will obviously bring a lot more revenue in. Yeah. But what use is that in the championship when there'll only be 20, 25,000 there every week? Because yeah, that's what, you know, your fair weather's all, all clear off. Oh, if of course we get they were, yeah. Um, and I can't blame them. Um, it's only idiots like me that will keep going. But, <laughs> for you know, I, I don't know how much this expansion's going to cost. I, I read somewhere, I'm sure I read 120 million. Well, We've been linked with two players today that would cost eighty million. I'd rather it be spent on them too. Well, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with the stadium. No, there is. There's no. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the stadium. Other than the minute, you can get to, you can get to the side of the pitch pretty easy, like I did the other night. <laughs> but at the minute, recruitment in the you know investment in the actual playing side of things is you know far far more needed than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, re- I know times have changed, and you know the the profile of the club is a lot different. But um, the wage bill is a hundred million more than it was in twenty sixteen. Um, you know, so that's that's a lot of money, and I think ultimately we've 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 given we've given players big contracts. The the likes of Pereira and Justin Barnes. Uh, we've 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 given them Evans. We've given them big contracts, thinking that we were going to get Champions League football, and the gamble didn't pay off. Yeah. Um. And the and the last time I remember a club doing that was Leeds when David O'Leary was there. They gambled big time on Champions League football, didn't get it, and within two three seasons they were in League One and in administration. Uh, and I just hope that doesn't happen to us. Um, no. I think I think you go. know. I think I think then the, the club needs to look at loans for this season Definitely. for the rest of this season. Definitely, I, I I mean I know he didn't he wasn't great at United uh, uh, in the first half of the season, but I'd take Dubravka on loan. But I think any attempt to get Dubravka would Newcastle would turn around and say they they want Madison. Um, yeah, and that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, so. Hey, look, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This, you know, the new left back, he might come in and he might be, uh, you know, he might he might be the new uh, Maldini. Who knows? <laughs> oh well, fingers crossed for you, mate. Mm, I can't see it. I can't see it. Right after that, very depressing uh, talk about Leicester. Um, something funny that happened in the week. So um, <laughs> the BBC were showing. Uh, Liverpool Wolves in the replay. And uh, during the broadcast, uh, some noises were were were, uh, were played from a phone. We've all fell victim of it. We have, yeah. We've all fallen victim 
to the porn noise yeah. where <laughs> your mate will send you a video <laughs> your mate will send you a video and he'll go you're not going to believe what that what this person said make sure you turn the volume up so you're all right yeah, yeah. and then and then the, the flipping noise plays um <laughs> I had like three people message me go, have you got BBC One on? Have you got BBC One on? I was like, put it on. And I put it on and it was still happening. (laughs) Shearer's trying to talk and you've got this fucking porn noise playing. Um, Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. (laughs) I mean, surely you've seen it, haven't you? Oh, I've seen it, yeah. Uh, Lineker, (laughs) you know, it's it's watching his face when it's going on. (laughs) Danny Mills, not impressed. Danny Murphy. Danny Murphy, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, not impressed, but Lineker's like, you know, he's loving it. He thinks oh, it's Lineker. absolutely hilarious, and it is hilarious. But Lineker's it, probably been done by by his lads. His lads have probably done it to him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably heard it before. And I, I thought it was funny how uh, Shearer threw uh, Murphy right under the bus, didn't he? He went, oh, I hope Danny's got his phone on <laughs> that'll teach him for checking his phone during a broadcast but um oh, i was class i, I, I thought I, I thought to be fair i thought lineker handled it well um and they actually took it in good humor afterwards yeah. once they realized that it was a youtube prankster who i've never heard of but that's because i'm 38 37 years of age that's um, fair, yeah. i think if I, if I was like 20 years younger i probably know who he was um and I've not watched the video on how he did it, but he basically taped a phone to the back of something yeah. in the BBC studio and then was ringing it <laughs> over and over. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a proper good rib, that is. Oh, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And people have complained about it. It's, like, it's completely out of their hands. They... <laughs> wasn't yeah. done on purpose. Oh, people could complain um, about anything, though, wouldn't they? Oh, they do. They do, yeah. But uh, so- that noise, um, there was a bloke at work. So obviously, I you know work for a local authority, and before like the just as the working day was starting, there was this geezer like sitting opposite me, just scrolling through his phone, like what one of the workers, and then, <laughs> and then that noise. I like, was watching a video, and then that noise played, and he had his phone so loud, it was unbelievable. And obviously, we work in quite an old building, so just like echoed around the place and you got members of the public like sat in the uh, in the waiting area and this noise is going on and this bloke's just like scrambling trying to get it off his phone <laughs> have you seen have you seen the clip of uh i think it's i think it's in america of the uh the lad that changed his dad's ringtone to it yeah yeah and then, and then <laughs> rang him in the supermarket <laughs> yeah <laughs> good times I mean, were, it, it happened uh, it happened in a press conference as well um is it Luis Felipe? He used to be, I think he had a season at Chelsea, left back with long hair. Um, and he, I think he was re-signing for a team in Brazil. And during the press conference, <laughs> <laughs> one of the journalists' phone went off and he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughed. But it was um, it was funny, really, because the next morning on TalkSport, Ali McCoyst and Laura Woods were talking about it. And Ali, Ali McCoyst was saying... Never in my 40 years of doing that sort of stuff have I heard those noises. I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> get He's in. like, I, I, I need to get some lessons. And all. Oh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was it, funny. It's very, good that they funny. took it. It's good that he has been taken in good spirits by most. Yeah, because like you say, I think it's that 
yeah, we've all fallen victim to it. Um, we have, yeah. yeah. I like that it's I mean, still doing the rounds. I can't believe it's still doing the rounds after all this time. I know it's it's mad. It's been going. For, it's been going for years. Yeah, um, it has. Yeah, same noise as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's funny. Um, yeah, well, I thought I'd uh, thought I'd talk about that bit of oh, yeah. uh, bit of humour. Uh, right, very quickly, I want to talk about. Chelsea, I know we've been going for, for just over an hour. <sighs> so, billionaire Bowley uh, is just—he yeah. he thinks it's football manager, doesn't he? He's put the—he's oh, put, put the sugar daddy cheat on, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and he's just spending, spending, spending. So, Mudrik, which is this the Ukrainian winger that was playing for Shakhtar, who's been flirting and twerking with Arsenal for, for weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks. And then here we go. He's gone to Chelsea for 80 million. It's unbelievable. Like he used to be in a nineties boy band, nine one one. And, uh, <laughs> that, who has curtains in 2023 for Christ's sake. I put, I put a tweet out there, didn't I? And I said, Arsenal fans, don't worry about it. You might score a few goals, but you can't have a player in 2023 with curtains. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Where's he from? I believe he's Ukrainian. Is he? Yes, he is Ukrainian because there's there's been one or two people saying that because um, he's joined a club where the fans still chant about Abramovich and he's Russian and blah, blah, blah. Right, okay. I I mean I can't honestly it's every single day it's, it's almost like there's two players that are on the verge of signing for Chelsea like I've seen another, I can't remember who it was today but yeah they're just they're just chucking money all over the place it's unbelievable to me like how firstly how are they how are financial fair play not going to catch up to them I mean they well, have to You've got to think at some point that, I mean, again, going back to what we were saying about Leicester, about getting loans, like Chelsea, have, I mean, today they've signed Noni uh, Madueke from, from PSV. Yeah. 35 million. Yeah. Another winger, someone who Leicester were linked with, actually, um, last year, uh, in January window last year. And then we played against PSV in the um, Conference League. Um. So they've signed him. It's another winger. It's like, what, why aren't? What, so why aren't Leicester going to Chelsea and saying, "Can we have one of your eighty-five wingers that you've got? That you're not going to play." Like, yeah. you know, um, how much? How much would a loan cost for Pulisic? What about? What about Ziyech? You know, yeah. um, you've got to think at some point that he's going to balance that. The, the books all need to be balanced in terms of uh, players going out, so that the the net. I mean, they've spent for with this with this new player coming in. Uh, at 35 million quid. They've spent 400, they've spent nearly half a billion in a season. It's in mental. In two, win in two windows. Um, People had to go at us for spending all that money crazy. on Anthony, but this Mudrick deal is crazy, I think. They're, I mean, United, United are the second biggest spenders this season. I think it's 220 million, something like that. Chelsea have done double that and more. And they're 10th or wherever they are. And they're 10th. And they're 10th in the league. Um, I feel for Potter. I really do feel for him because these ain't his signings, and I'm almost certain of it. I'm no, certain no. he'd have gone for Trossard if um, if it was oh, up to him. Hundred percent. And actually, do you know what? I, I mean, famous last words. You know, I, I'm I'm more than happy for for me to go viral if if this is the case. 
<laughs> I'm not going to say that Mudrick is going to be a flop, but I don't think he's going to be the player everyone thinks he is. I've never even heard of him. 50 games. He's played less than 50 games, professional games of football. He's right. got 12 goals, right? Right, okay. Everyone's get got excited because he scored five goals in the Champions League. Okay, he got a hat-trick against Leipzig and he scored two goals against Celtic. Okay. Those were the five Champions League goals. Yeah, less less than fifth, less than fifty games. Um, look, he looks good. You you see clips of him. He looks like a, a powerful winger. You know, quick. But the thing is, this is Chelsea, and Chelsea spend big money on players, and they end up being absolute flops. I mean, you um, you know, you could reel a whole list off of Chelsea players that have been flops over the years. Even well, recently, Lukaku. You could, you could you could reel off exactly. You could reel off a list of Chelsea flops this season. Yeah, yeah of course you could. So, so if I go <laughs> if I go if I go down this, I've got a list here of the of the players that they've signed um, since uh, the summer. So, Fafana from Leicester, eighty million injured. Grant, granted, he's been injured. Mudrick, eighty million. We don't know yet. Kukurea. 50-odd million from Brighton. It's been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Ster- Sterling, 50 million. Not been great. No. Uh, is it... Uh, how do you say that? Badi Shield. Oh, Badi Ashila, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they've Has only he even played? signed him. Yeah, I think, they've only, I think he's a January signing. Yeah. Um, Kula Bali, not been great. No. Uh the lad they got from Villa, youngster, that's fair enough. Uh, but but he was he was 16, 18 million. Uh, they spent 12 million on a, cent, uh, a centre midfielder from Vasco da Gama. No one's ever heard of. <laughs> 12 million from Abam, for Abamyang. Awful. Um, David Fafana from Molder, 12 million. Uh, Jao Felix on loan. The loan fee is 11 million quid. Yeah, they're the only they're the only team that were willing to pay that as well. Yeah, United did the right thing by going. No, no, you're all right. Yeah, Um, they signed a goalie from from the MLS for nine million. (laughs) Zakaria. Uh, Oh no, that's 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 a a player back. So so they're the players that they've signed this season, and actually none of them would you go. Oh, I tell you what, what a signing! What a signing! Um, Not at all. It's 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 absolutely crazy, and that that squad is that squad is massive. I mean, there was talk the other day of um, Newcastle going in for three Chelsea players, um, uh, Ziyech, Gallagher, and someone else. Gallagher Maybe will P- go. Right? Pulisic. Pul- it was it was Pulisic, yeah. Gallagher, and and Ziyech that, that Newcastle were going to go in for all three of them, but I, I can't. Chelsea wouldn't miss any of them. No, no, they wouldn't. See, I do rate Badi Ashile, but he's part's got to get these players playing together. Look how di- I know, you know, look how difficult, um, you know, it's been at Forest to get all these players playing that they've bought. Yeah, you can't just yeah. buy all these players and then just throw them all in. Like they've got Liverpool this weekend, don't they? Yeah, a big mid-table clash, ninth v tenth. <laughs> um, I, I shouldn't take the piss, all things considered, but I think it's quite funny. Um, I mean, look, it's it's one in one win in ten for Chelsea. That's not good they're enough, the, is it? They're out the FA Cup, and I'm with you. I, I do feel sorry for Potter. I think he's. Uh, 
I, I think he's potentially too nice to turn around to uh, billionaire Bowley and say, "No, I don't want. I don't want that player. He's not my player." And and uh, I said it to Westy. I says, I, "I honestly think you've dodged a bullet with Mudrick, and I think getting mm-hmm. Trossard in is a far better deal." Oh, I think so. Tross, Trossard's going to be that that player that he's he's going to be there as as a very good backup to Martinelli and Saka, who are going to be you know because. If if they'd have signed Mudrick, then who whose place does he take? Because Martinelli's oh, yeah. been been incredible this season, as has Saka as well. Um, so I don't know. It remains to be seen what happens with Chelsea. Um, but the, to me, it, it just it, seems crazy. It, it's just throwing every, money around for the sake of throwing money around. It's it's like you said. Every every day they seem to be linked with two more players. Um, Who's picking these players? Where are they? Where are they getting them from? You know what I mean? Like, where are they? Who's sitting there going, "Yeah, oh, he looks good. He looks good." I mean, we're, you know we're forgetting I mean? as we're forgetting as well that they bought and Cuckoo from Leipzig, oh, yeah, of course, and he, yeah, and he's and he's going to arrive in the summer. Lukaku is technically still a Chelsea player. Yeah, he's not coming back. No, but but he's still a Chelsea player. What if what, what if it che- turns out that Inter Milan can't afford him? Exactly, For some sort of catastrophe. You know, he's got to come back. Yeah. I mean, that the club is ridiculous at the minute. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, it is well and truly panic mode because, I mean, they'll, they'll lose a ton of money if they don't get Champions League and they ain't going to um, win it. And that's the thing. It, it is a big, it, it's, it's, like you say, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge gamble because, like you say, they're 10th at the minute. They don't look like they're anywhere near good enough being, um, to get Champions League football. So, no. Um, but that's the thing you see all the time oh no he wants Champions League football he wants Champions League football well I think that's bollocks because if these players wanted Champions League football they'd look at the situation currently and be like no chance yeah they're in it now but they they ain't going to win it are they but then and and, you know as it stands right now they are not getting anywhere near the top four this season not a chance no 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 I mean the the (laughs) They're buying all these midfielders and whatnot as well. And, you know, they've still got Kante to come back. I mean, whether Kante goes at the end of the season, I don't know. Um, there's there's talk today that Liverpool are monitoring the Mason Mount situation because he's not committing to a deal. Um, don't rule Chelsea out going in for Declan Rice as well. in the summer. Yeah, I mean, that, that's been rumoured for a while, hasn't it? I was surprised I mean, I mean, to see he, Arsenal link with him, actually. Well, I was as well. I mean, I mean he's... He was he was at Chelsea as a youngster. That's why him and Mason Mount are such good mates because they were they were together at Chelsea. But then Chelsea released uh, Declan Rice and West Ham picked him up. But it, it's it seemed for 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 all the all the world it was going to be Chelsea that he goes to, and that could yeah. still happen and probably will still happen. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, them going Arsenal going for Rice might be them sort of uh, anticipating the potential departure of. Uh, a certain defensive midfielder who can't behave himself, but that's another conversation for another time, isn't it? It's all got a bit quiet, that hasn't it? For now, for now, um, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Because um, you don't see. have both, yeah. yeah. You don't need both. But again, if, if, if you know, if Arsenal, I think Arsenal, Arsenal will get top four this season. Of course, they will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're back in the Champions League and you're back to that. I know Europa is Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, but 
once you're in the Champions League and it's Wednesday, Sunday, Tuesday, Sunday, all that sort of thing. Well, the competition's much stiffer. Better opposition, yeah. yeah, Better opposition. You need a bit better quality, don't you? So, yeah, for sure. um, I mean, Al Nenny is absolutely fine in the Europa League, but I'm not sure he's. uh, I'm not sure he's who you want there. You know, if you've got Bayern Munich on the Wednesday, then Man United away on the Sunday. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, fair enough. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, let's. There's, there's still a there's still a few days left. Uh, the Chelsea could still get another twenty players in. Um, that's you know, true, yeah. Two yeah, a day, true. yeah. Um, <laughs> Not beyond the realms of possibility the way they're going I mean, at the minute. So they were they were linked with Daka the other week. <laughs> but again, such, was, who, who, such is their desper- who is- such is their desperation for uh, just someone that will stand up front. <laughs> yeah, it's like who is looking at these players and. Going, yeah, this this will do. This this is good. This is a good decision for yeah. our club. And, and like, no sensible, no no logic is going into these transfers. It seems it's so weird. And and you're right. And yeah, you, you're absolutely right because you look at. Um, I mean, United have brought in Veghorst on loan, and yeah. everyone was like, "Why have they done that?" And then you read that he's got the best pressing stats in Europe in Europe this season, yeah. and that fits the Ten Hag way of playing. You go, oh, that's why he's brought in. Yeah, because otherwise we'd have just gone for Joe Felix, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas it's like Chelsea, like Bowley's there going, I've heard of him from FIFA. I'll uh, we'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's 83 rated gold rare. I'll get it. We'll get him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's good on my he's good in my four, in my ultimate team. Yeah. <laughs> in Bowley bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Billionaire Bowley. But not billionaire Ted, but uh not as uh, charismatic, maybe. Not as charismatic <laughs> as billionaire <Ted. laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, or bit billion billionaire Vince. Anyway, less of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just had ninety minutes of that a minute ago. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, we've got. Uh, there's a new episode of the Games and Graps podcast coming out soon. There certainly that is you rec- that you recorded before coming onto this. Before coming onto this, yep. Double duty tonight. It's twenty five past nine now, so uh, I, I guess Darren sat at home sulking because we're not playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I've been podcasting but, uh, since six o'clock tonight. Yeah, well, you're a pro, aren't you? So, yeah, that's it. You're a pro, right? Let's uh, let's wrap this up then with some uh, looking at this weekend's fixtures. Um, so tomorrow, big mid table clash at lunchtime: Liverpool versus Chelsea. Um, uh, I mean, Liverpool aren't doing great either. No, um, what a shame! It's it's a it's a real shame. It's minus real shame. one all, minus one. Woodrick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and Darwin um, Nunes to miss fifteen chances each. No, no. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, I think I mean he's yeah he's registered to play. Um, so. I'm guessing he. Will. I mean, you don't spend eighty. Uh, he might start on the bench actually. First game, maybe. Um, I'm going to go for a draw in that one as well. Um, yeah, draw definitely. Uh, Bournemouth versus Forest. Um, I mean, Bournemouth well, are right down there. Forest have leapt up the table now above Leicester, um, which isn't great. Um, I'd say Forest. Bournemouth ain't great. Yeah, I'm going to go Forest as well, actually. Um, Leicester versus Brighton. I mean, Brighton are, Brighton are flying. 
Brighton are doing so well that new managers come in and you know he's he's had some of his best players taken off him, and they're still doing great. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm sorry, mate. I can't look past Brighton here because they're just they look really good at the minute. Yeah, my head says Brighton. My heart says we'll scrape a draw. So, uh, I mean, we're not winning. That's that's for certain. Um, <laughs> Southampton versus Aston Villa. Villa. I'm going to go for a draw. Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw on that oh. one. Um, this one uh, could well be the loser loses their job. Uh, West Ham versus Everton. I mean, it's to say it's toxic at Everton at the minute is an understatement. Um, but yeah, Ten Hag wouldn't send a Langer on loan there for that reason. Is that right? Bloody yeah. Hell. Um, so yeah, there, there was there was a basically the directors or number of board members were told to stay away from the game last week because there have been credible threats. Uh, And one of the board members, a female board member was, was (laughs) someone had her in a headlock and look, it's, it's, it's not on, (laughs) is it? I mean, we're all, thankfully thankfully (laughs) she reversed it into a back body drop. So it was okay. It was that speedo Mick, and she just grabbed him by the <laughs> grabbed him by the trunks and just gave him a nice backdrop. Like, yeah, that's you, it. Mate. Put some clothes on you, twat. Uh, yeah, it's pissing freezing, mate. Be sensible. Yeah, it's freezing. It's cold out yeah. there. You're doing gr- you're doing great stuff for charity, but for God's sake, you're cutting yeah. glass. Yeah, you're going to get frostbite on your cock if you're not careful. <laughs> what has this turned into? Um... So yeah, it, it's bad at Everton, and and actually, <laughs> I, I think I think to be honest, you know, if let's say West Ham win, um, there's a good chance Lampard would get the sack. But actually, I think that'll make things worse because I think the fans are behind Lampard, such as their hatred for the board right now. Yeah. Um, but Lampard is not doing a good job there at all. I mean, I know it's toxic no, there, but Jesus, no, Lampard's no, doing awful. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said it last week. I think I feel like, I feel like with Lampard, he's got a bit of credit in the bank with the Everton fans because you know the way that they stayed up last season and, mm. and all of that. Um, I think West Ham fans are running out of patience with Moyes. The talk is that if Lampard gets sacked, Moyes could replace him. Um, Crikey! Uh, West Ham have bought Danny Ings today, which I think is a good signing if you can keep him fit. Yeah, I saw uh, that um, they 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 might turn to Benitez if uh, Moyes gets sacked. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Uh, also, gonna, you know, going to be hoping Danny Ings can turn their fortunes around. I don't honestly see that happening, but um, yeah, you're right. That that could be, you know, a draw's not good for either of them either. To be honest, no, no, a a, a draw would be. A draw would be fine for Leicester, to be honest, because they're both below us. That's what we'll go so, for a draw then tomorrow. We'll go for a draw, yeah. We'll go for a draw on the basis. Both will play Leicester a flat back lose. ten because they don't want to concede or lose. So well, that's uh, it. Neither team wants. To, neither team's going to want to lose. Well, no team wants to lose, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's like, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, it's like we're not going to. It's not quite at that stage of the season where it's like, do you know what? We've just got to go out and we'll we'll, we'll play ten up top, and if we lose, we lose, <laughs> but we need to win. Um, yeah, I mean, Danny Ings has got a great record against Everton, so, I mean, what, look out for a, a debut goal potentially there. Uh, Palace versus Newcastle is the 5.30. You got, you've, you've got to think Newcastle, haven't you? Um, 
Palace were, were half decent against us the other night, but the goal they scored right at the very end is a freak, you know, it's a freak goal. You know, a, they offered basically I mean, nothing else. He didn't even celebrate, did he? It was an unbelievable free kick, really. Um, oh, it was. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Unbelievable. Even... I mean, actually, I say Palace offered nothing. De Gea made a couple of really good saves, but yeah, um, I, yeah. I don't think we've got out of second gear, to be quite honest. No. No, what I like about uh, what I like about Palace's team is you know they're they're a young athletic team that just run and run and run, which is the total opposite to what I watch um, at the minute. But yeah, they're, Newcastle. Uh, yeah, Newcastle on that one. Leeds, Brentford on the Sunday. Uh, Leeds. Mm. Ah, draw, draw, draw. I can't I'm work gonna... Leeds out. I really can't no, work I... Leeds out. I can't. I'm going to go Brentford. Uh, Man City, Wolves. City. Although City. Wolves, you know, are playing some nice stuff in fairness, but I, I can't see past City. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, the big one, Arsenal versus Man United. Uh, I, I do think we'll, I do think we'll lose. You do? I do. Yeah, I do think we will. I think they're playing really well at the minute. I can't, you know, you can't deny that. Uh, I do think we're playing really well at the minute. Casemiro is going to be a big miss, but it just means that somebody else is going to have to step up. Whether that somebody is McTominay or whether he goes for Lissandro Martinez, potentially as a defensive mm. midfielder, Luke Shaw centre-back. Um, it'd be interesting. He says he's got a plan. I trust him, but uh, Arsenal are looking pretty good at the minute. So um, I think we'll lose, but I'm going to say draw because I'm not going to say that we're going to lose. <laughs> no, fair <laughs> enough. Um Oh man, uh, it's a tough one. It is tough, yeah. It is tough. Uh, I mean, you beat them at Old Trafford, so I'm going to go with an Arsenal win. A narrow, Fair enough, yeah. Very narrow Arsenal win. I think United, United will score. I think um, you know Rashford playing um, amazing this season. So I think yeah, it, he had, I think he had a bit of an off game the other day, but the poor lad's probably knackered. He's had to play. I mean, they played out their skins against City, so. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, his form this season compared to last season, it, it's it's a complete, completely different. Chalk and cheese. It's ridiculous. Absolutely, well, um, he's he's almost tripled his goal tally from last season. So yeah. Um, and then the final game of this game week is Monday: Fulham versus Spurs. Fulham. Yeah, I'm going to go Fulham as well. Um, That'll be the end of Conte. Yeah, do you know what? There's a lot of talk of it today about he don't want to be there. He just doesn't. He, no. You know, he you can you can tell with the way that he speaks, he has absolutely no faith in being able to turn that around. So I think if Fulham beat him on Monday, is it at Craven Cottage? Is it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Fulham will win, and Conte will be gone. I mean, I, I um, Poch back. Oh wow! So I've I've just um. I've just Googled Juventus because I wanted to double check that Allegri was still their manager. Because what I was about to say was um, I think Conte is only at Tottenham because Allegri is still in charge at Juventus. So right. I just I just quickly Googled Juventus to double check that he was still the manager. And the breaking news just under an hour ago is Juventus have been deducted 15 points after investigating into transfer dealings. Such a dodgy club. Yeah. With 20 games left to play in the season, Juventus were third in Serie A, 10 points adrift of leaders Napoli. The points deduction will push them into mid-table outside the spots of European competition. 
The ruling is tougher than the nine-point deduction a football prosecutor has requested early on Friday during a hearing looking at the way Juventus, Italy's most successful club, and a number of other teams dealt with player exchange deals. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, dear. also decided a 30-month ban for Juventus' former sports director, who is... <laughs> so, 30-month ban for Juventus' former sports director, Fabio Paratisi now managing director at Tottenham. <laughs> no way. Whether that's whether that's a ban on Italian football, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh, but yeah, going back to Spurs, I think I think you're right. I think I think Conte's fed up. I think he is as well. I think he's. Uh, I think he was maybe promised the world and uh, he hasn't been given it. So, uh, yeah, I think they're they're a team very much in trouble. They'll lose their main striker in the summer, and uh, Richarlison's not the answer to replace him. So, no, and Son Son's not playing very well, is he this season? No. He's not up to his normal standards. But um, Kane at United, would you take that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he'd do a great job for us, to be quite honest. And he's the sort of striker that we we really we need. Um, you know, I know that Vekhorst is a very risk free loan, and um, but I think Kane. Yeah, I know he's twenty nine, but I think he'd. Uh, you know, you know, Casemiro and the likes have proven that age at this level of football. Not really, especially you know, only pushing thirty, probably entering the prime of his career. I think uh, I'd definitely take Kane at United, and I could see it happening for sure. I, I actually, I, I can as well. Okay, I, I mean, he's he's clearly not going to go City. Um, you know, he's never going to join Arsenal. I don't see him fitting into a Jurgen Klopp team. Definitely, um, not. and he won't go Chelsea, obviously, and so. he won't go Chelsea, even though they'll probably bid nine hundred million for him and offer him. Yeah. Three million a week, but um, yeah. So he either stays I, at Tottenham see, or he yeah. goes United. I could, yeah, I think. I think. Uh, we'll, I think we'll have to pay a decent amount for him. But I think. Um, I think that's where our transfer budget's going in the summer. I, I think. I think you're looking at over hundred mil, definitely. I don't think over a hundred, but I think it's pushing a hundred. Mm. I don't think he's worth over a hundred. No, I don't know. No, I don't. Daniel, yeah. it's Daniel Levy, isn't it? So. And he's he's part of the problem at Spurs. He is, and a lot of Spurs again. You know, it's it's like yeah, a lot of Spurs fans they're they're pissed off with with Levy uh, and and the like. You know, it's uh, yeah, interesting. But I mean, he was he was all for the Super League as well. So you know, people he, oh, well. he's got a target on his back, hasn't he? So he absolutely um, has. But yeah, I uh, I think we'll get Kane in the summer, and I'd be pretty happy with that, to be honest. Yeah, I think I, I I would I would be as well if I was a if I was a United fan. So, yeah. right, um, you've been podcasting for over three hours tonight. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, yeah, we'll start calling you Joe Rogan. Um, but uh, wouldn't mind his money. <laughs> That'd be all right, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be nice. Um, thank you very much for for coming on. No, uh, I appreciate it. Appreciated. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a good episode. Um, so yeah, uh, if you want to plug your socials, away you go. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, at Sunny underscore Club on Twitter, Sunny Club on Instagram and Facebook, and of course we're all part of the same network. So uh, Team Games and Grab Studios, and you can just go and find us on all the podcast places. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, my Twitter is at added football, uh, and on there is a link to my link tree that will get you to uh, Instagram because I can never remember what my Instagram handle is because it's not the same as my Twitter one. Um, but yeah, go check that out, and uh, obviously the episode will be available on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So that's it from me. Thank you for listening to episode twenty-six. Thank you, Sunny, for joining me. That was no problem. It was good, and. Uh, I'll see you, speak to you all next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.